Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Chapters Podcast, guys. This is the complete history, adventures, and predicaments of two evidently redundant sentients. I'm Holly, one of your hosts. And I'm Zoe, another one of your hosts. And today we're doing Chapter 2, The Rancor. The definition of rancor is a feeling of deep and bitter anger and ill will. (laughs) You know, I mean... We have a lot of feelings over here. Zoe specifically requested this episode. Yeah, I did because there's a reason. And that is that I'm kind of feeling like I'm in my bitch era. Mm. So that's what kind of sparked this episode. So if you uh, are down to hear us chat about it, just keep (laughs) listening. (laughs) The first thing that came to my mind when we came across this word, I didn't even know that it was a separate word, but a rancor is actually like a beast from star wars oh and when you've seen you've seen it when uh luke is at um jabba the hut's palace Mm -hmm. sizely and he gets like dropped into that pit yeah that beast that he battles is called a rancor yeah yeah that's wild so Hmm. little star wars fun fact i mean out your day is it do you think that maybe bitter anger and ill will is a beast that you have to battle within yourself yeah i have that in my notes oh really actually. oh wait yeah. really <laughs> yeah so sorry didn't mean to um, jump that but so yeah okay. maybe that was luke battling his you know inner anger and yeah ill will towards others i don't know Dang. maybe it was all maybe it was all george lucas giving us a life lesson maybe um hmm. okay i have a question to start you off okay hit me just talking about that like Deep and bitter anger. Yes. Name like a situation that has made you like super bitter about something, someone. It can be literally an item. It can be like you hate Porsche 911s because one cut you off really bad one time. And every time you see one, you're just angry. Like it can be anything, but just something that has made you super bitter. Hmm. (laughs) Um, I won't say the name of this place, but there was a company that I like bent over backwards to like go get interviewed at, gotten an, a job offer yeah. and then they backed out of their job offer and I had already mm. moved. And so ever since then, anytime I go there, anytime my friends want to go there, I get really irritated. That's just like, and I'm uh, like, I don't want to spend my money here. Mm. Fuck these hoes. <laughs> yeah, that's totally valid. That's so a really I get real bitter one. about that location. Otherwise, I don't really. I can't really think of an item or like a situation that's like, like I'm really trying to dig deep. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like when I'm in the moment, I can get real bitter about stupid shit. Like, oh, really? Like, like small things can yeah. just, like, set you off, like, sort of? Like, if I, for example, like, if I had had, like, a few bad things happen in a row, and then this one little tiny thing happens, then I might be bitter for the next day yeah. about that one tiny thing. Yeah. But then I forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I feel like we can all be like that when we just, like, had, like, a day. Mm-hmm. We're just, like, fighting demons left and right, and then, like, one small thing happens, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. This amount. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. You? I I know mine. I I the I asked this question almost because mine is so obvious, and mm. 
It is the friend I had in high school that I'm no longer friends with. Oh my god! Yes, I literally I forgot. cannot yeah, think yeah. of that situation without feeling like literally deep and bitter anger and ill will. Mm. Like I just not that I wish her the worst. I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope that she's happy and has a fulfilling life and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I think about that situation and I'm like, man, like fuck that. Like, yeah, I think. Sorry, I think that I get that way about that guy that I dated that lied mm. to me about having cancer. Yeah, because whenever I think so, about that, I'm like, that is so beyond. You're like up. joking, like, no, like that's it's it's really like, messed I up. I really get like pissed, like, and and once again, like, I'm the same way. I don't wish any harm on them. Yeah, but like, I get like, you're like a really shitty human being yeah. for that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, I get that. Like, a person yeah. can make you just like. I hope both of these people have grown. I, That's all I, I have do. To say. You, know, you know, I, I really hope down. that you have gotten better. Yeah. And I hope I've gotten better because I know, I know from their point of view, at least in my situation, mm-hmm. like I know that they're mad at me for certain oh, reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I know mm-hmm. they have a different outlook on the situation. And because we never talked about it and mm-hmm. probably never will, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Yeah. And so maybe they feel the same way and they're like, you know what? I have deep and bitter anger and ill will and whatever, whatever, yeah. but I don't know. But I mean, I've grown from this situation as well. It's but. very possible that the person I'm talking about thinks that I've gotten karma at this point and they feel really great about the fact that mm. things have happened the, the way that they've happened. So Ugh, who knows? That makes me like sick to my stomach. I yeah. don't want someone thinking that though. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but hopefully we've all gotten better since these situations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so talk a little bit more about why you want to do this episode and kind of what like your bitch era means to you. Yes. So, okay. I say bitch in the term of like, female anger in a positive way because I feel like when you say you're in your bitch era or you get called a bitch like it's it's always negative unless you're like bitch you know whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like in society it is kind of more of like a negative term so I don't necessarily mean it in a negative term I mean kind of I do <laughs> because I am the type of person that is very hmm not you feel like you're being a bitch for the smallest reasons. Yes. I feel like I classify myself as a bitch negatively recently. And so I'm trying to re kind of narrate what that means to me Yeah, because in some ways I like the idea of like becoming more unapologetically myself, standing behind what I'm saying and not feeling like I have to say yes to everybody. And to me, past Zoe, I'm going to call her past Zoe, even though it's kind of present Zoe, would be like, oh, me saying no or me not wanting to do something or disagreeing on this is me being a bitch. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, no, I'm not actually being a bitch. But if you want to think I am a bitch. Standing up for yourself or just making a decision that you feel is best for you. Yeah. But if the people that I'm having these conversations with and doing these things with or saying no to take it as me being a bitch or take my mood as being a bitch, then that's fine. I will call myself a bitch and I'll be in my bitch era. Yeah. And I will unapologetically be in my bitch era. And that's yeah. kind of why I feel like I've, I wanted it to, be, or I was leaning towards more of like an angry episode for this because I feel like because of that and because of people's responses, if they are negative, it makes me feel like ill and like angry towards yeah. them because 
I'm just kind of protecting my peace and setting my boundaries. But like some people don't know how to accept that boundary line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's when it like becomes more of like, and I don't want to say like, oh, I'm actually going to be like a bitch to them. No, I don't think I actually am, but yeah, I am. Yeah, but you this feel is like, like you're being perceived as yes, well. yes, yeah. yes, or yes. They, or think you're, they are, they, you think that they think you're being bitchy or a yes, bitch. Yes, Because of what, how you've decided to handle X, Y, Z situation. Right. And it's weird because, and we've mentioned this before, but I didn't really think of myself as doing this, but I think I already started doing it a little bit this year passively because I've had people say that they thought when they met me, I might've been a bitch oh, just because yeah. of I how. I keep forgetting that just because I don't. Because they don't think that now. Yeah. But like, I've just been thinking about it and I'm like, maybe because I've started to kind of like build a different boundary line when I'm meeting new people and like the way I've like project myself is a little bit different than when I was just an open book, Smiley McGee from the jump. Yeah. So like this new Zoe is like off-putting to some people yeah. if, in a way. Um, they, I mean, people have to like earn your trust a little bit more now. Yes, exactly. And beforehand, I basically gave anybody my trust, open arms, yeah. whatever. And I, I don't say I don't do that anymore, but because I'm quote unquote in this bitch era, I'm just more protective of myself. Yeah. And I just think that some people that don't know what that means or don't really see the reasons behind it, who are maybe more like I used to be, because I've kind of seen that even now happening, would classify me as being kind of standoffy or kind of bitchy. Yeah. And so that's why I'm just kind of like, fuck it. If that's what you think, that's what you think. I yeah. will happily say that I'm in my bitch era. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be a bitch. Yeah. But like, only because I also am trying not to give people's opinions that much weight in my life as well. Mm, like, I appreciate people's opinions and if I ask for them. <laughs> I mean, sometimes like close people it, like you or it. like Shar and Bailey, like, if I don't ask for them and you tell me, there's a reason you're telling me, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. you've also like earned my trust, like you've said in a yeah. way where like that relationship is way more comfortable for you to give me your two cents yeah. versus like somebody random that I don't know just giving me unsolicited advice, like mm -hmm. fuck off. Yeah. Like thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And if you take that as me being a bitch, I don't care. I don't care. And so that's yeah. why I'm like, I like it shouldn't be that big of a deal for me to say I don't care about your opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to you because like it's my, been hard for you yes. to do that for so long. It feels yes. like a really big deal. Exactly. So that's why like I'm like I just want people to understand that if you are like me and it is hard for you to say that you are being a bitch even though you're not. We know you're not. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. It's is like, like fine, you know what? I'm a bitch. And yes, exactly. I'm going to be my own version of a bitch. Exactly. Which period. is just me standing up for myself. Yes. That's it. So me defending my opinion, my um position, my choices, whatever it is, like uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I think the number one thing that makes me feel like I'm being a bitch is like any type of confrontation. You just hate it though. That is so hard for me and it's funny because I will I will like overthink quote unquote confrontational things that are not even confrontational <laughs> and I will still feel like a bitch over it. Like if I have to tell someone I like if okay, let, like let's say our friend is like, hey, do you like my makeup? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
Well, I feel like you could like blend out your bronzer a little bit, you know, like yeah, it's like a little yeah, yeah. harsh or something like that. Just saying that to me mm-hmm. is confrontational. I feel like a bitch for even saying that. Like mm-hmm. me giving any like negative uh, or not even negative, just like interesting. Anything that's not a very positive opinion, mm-hmm. it just makes me feel like I'm being a bitch. Like it just makes me feel like I'm being. But they asked for it. Yeah. No, even when they ask for it, even <laughs> even when they're like, dude, seriously, for real, be honest. Yes. Like, do you like this outfit? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't feel like the shoes really go. Mm-hmm. I say that and I'm like, I'm so But sorry. you should wear them if you want to wear them. But you should wear exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, that's you. But that's if you, you like you, it, you, if you like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm totally like, like it that. still like, looks good. It's just in my, my opinion. opinion. <laughs> like, I would wear something like a little strappier or like whatever. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I feel like I'm just, it's just, it's You don't so want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. It just like makes my skin crawl. And like, I don't like understand what that. Um, I don't understand what that like uh disconnect is in my mm-hmm. brain that makes it so hard for me to just be like, that's my opinion, take it or leave it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's really it's really difficult yeah. for me. No, um, I get that. I mean, and and to an extent you want to be nice to people, obviously, and like respect their opinions too. So yeah. like it goes both ways where like if you want to respect their opinion, then they want to respect yours, then they should be okay with you yeah. being able to say what you want to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's funny because a lot of times, like, you know, like the shoe thing or the bronzer thing or like just, you know, dumb shit like that. If my friend was, if I asked for my friend's opinion and she was like, I think you need to blend out your bronzer, I'd be like, oh my God, thank you, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh my God. Like, that would have been so yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you said it was patchy. Yes, like, thanks yes. for letting a bitch know. But then I say it to someone and I'm like, oh my God, Holly, like, why would you say that? That's so <laughs> rude. Like, it's just, it's so weird how my mind just like, bends it and I don't I don't I don't know how to reframe it for myself because yeah. even when I've like tried even when I've tried to be like you're not being a bitch you're not being confrontational you're just mm-hmm. giving them your opinion whatever whatever it is I just haven't found the right thing that my brain is like all right with if that makes sense yeah but it's like that yeah that's that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't know what it is. See, and I'm like the opposite where like right now, my brain and my inner monologue mm-hmm. does not give a fuck. Like good, she, she like go off. You know what yeah, I mean? Like she'd yeah. be like, That's no, good, like though. whatever. But then my outside yeah. is like, no, like, okay, maybe okay. I can figure it out. Yeah, so I'm trying yeah, yeah, to make that. my inner voice more of my outer voice, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So trying to like make them line up. Yeah. yeah I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we both got to work on it. Yeah. Going back to like talking about being bitter and stuff. I want to talk about like holding grudges. Mm. So <laughs> do you, do you feel like there's anything in life that you've like held grudges for or continue to hold grudges for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Simply put. Yes. I mean, yes. I, Okay, if anyone answered that question with just no, I would be like, you're lying. You're lying. Yeah, Everyone yeah, yeah, holds, yeah. Gr- oh, holds grudges to, to an, an extent. extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, For it's sure. It's just as, like how long and how deeply you hold them that it's like, mm-hmm. I know that I can't, I know that I can hold grudges. I don't really hold grudges terribly about like small things necessarily. Yeah. But I all I definitely will like in my relationship, but not in like a terrible way, mm-hmm. like, in almost like a comical way. Where because Brenda and I do this a lot, where we kind of negotiate, sort of where like let's say I left a dish out or something, and he commented on it. Mm-hmm. The next thing that I find of his, I'll be like, 
hey, you left this out. And it's like, it's kind of like holding a grudge in the sense that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to point it out back out to you or whatever. Yeah. But it's not in like a, it doesn't come from like a negative, like. It's more playful. Yeah. It's like, it's like a funny way, but like also a little bit like, okay, don't call me out for things that you do too. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, but I don't know. I, I can be like that with like small things, but bigger things. Fucking hell some grudges. I mean, like I said, hey. I'm still bitter about that friend. So I'm definitely holding that grudge a little bit. Yeah. I know that if she reached out to me one day and was like, hey, let's talk. I'd be like, mm, mm. I don't know if I want to. I'm not going to lie. Because I just my grudge is just there. And I just I don't know that I can ever like just totally mm-hmm. past it. I don't know if I have that in me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have one in your head that you don't want to talk about. Mm. Okay. So little grudges to start. I feel like I <laughs> I hold them kind of more like in the day and then I let it go. Oh, okay. Like like with my mom or like, you know, whatever. Like it yeah. could be like something really stupid, but like for the next hour, I'm going to be a little bit like about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I might you're be not a little bit carry that snarky into next week. No, yeah, no. Um, I do. There are some grudges that I will not talk about on here that I have, <laughs> but one that I will say that he definitely knows exists, or I would expect him to, is my father. I low key oh, yeah. like probably have a ten plus year grudge that like. Same where it's like don't. you don't know if you're ever really going to be able to get past that grudge. Yeah, it's it's really, it's a difficult situation where like I went and I let shit go and I gave it a chance and then it was a letdown. And then yeah. I gave a chance and it was a letdown. And I only have so many times where I can be like, okay, here's your opportunity. And just because yeah. now you're ready. Because also unquote, some of those things where at some point where it's like how many more times can you handle this same letdown before yes. it just completely like just. Yeah. Tears up your soul. You know what I no, mean? No, literally. And I will say the one that happened in 2014, literally, like, that was, the, was one. the one that was like, I am tired of this. Like, yeah. there is no reason for me to be wasting my fucking energy on somebody who don't give up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so it's hard to go from empty words and empty promises to now you wanting to say that they mean something for me to just be like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, for sure. Yeah. So it once again feels like that same thing of like you could s- paint a beautiful picture for me. Yeah. But if I spend my time, money, and energy going wherever, doing whatever, for it to be another situation like that. Yeah. I think at this point I might lose my marble so fucking much that I yeah. would go a little You'd bit. You'd rather like, like protect your peace and kind of keep the grudge intact. Yeah. So whatever my timeline is right now, I'm not saying it's never. I just like. I still have an irk in me that's just like, no, I don't want to see your face. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even respond to you. So, like, that's why I feel like he should know. But And then part of me does feel bad because I do believe that, like, people can change and fathers in specific situations sometimes deserve second chances with their children. Mm -hmm. But this would be, like, 1,500th chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And... Granted, I don't know everything because I was a child for a lot of things, but like when I wasn't a child, it was mm-hmm. very clear what your actions were. You know yeah, what I mean? So sure. 
That one is definitely like probably my biggest, longest grudge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. So spinning that kind of on its head talking about, because like it's easy to hold a grudge was kind of my point is that, like mm-hmm. it's easy to just kind of like pack it up in like a little box of anger and like shove it away. Mm-hmm. But when is it okay in some situations, like in this situation with your dad, I would say you're protecting yourself by kind of keeping this grudge intact. Mm-hmm. When is it more of a burden to hold the grudge, like, emotionally? Mm. I will say, at least for me, I feel like when it's something that I can't turn my brain off from, that's when it's, like, unhealthy. Like, with the friend that kind of repeated the same situation that I had with the friend from high school, Mm -hmm. that I don't really feel like I, like, hold a grudge anymore about necessarily it's mm-hmm. more so that I kind of laugh about the situation and I do kind of get I kind of wish ill will in the sense that I hope karma comes around and it shows her a pattern yes if that makes sense mm-hmm. but I think for like a month or two there the grudge was like an unhealthy grudge mm-hmm. excuse me oh my gosh sorry if that was audible oh <laughs> I didn't really hear it so okay you're good um but like I recognize after a while that it's like, this is not worth my time. You just kind of need to get over this. And yeah. that's when I was like, okay, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to move on from this situation and we're just going to laugh about it and everything. Definitely. So for you, when do, when are you able to recognize that a grudge is like hurting you and you need to move on, if that makes sense? Yes. So mm, I feel like in relation to my dad's situation, When I was younger, I definitely think it was more detrimental because I spent a lot of my time thinking about it. Yeah. Putting my energy into it and trying to. Having like negative thoughts and feelings. Yes. Like and trying to have control and answer things that were out of my control or unanswerable by me. Yeah. And trying to force answers from people that like you just can't. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Like things that are not in your control. I didn't know how to let go of things that were not in my control. And because of that, it created definitely more of a mental spiral that like was not healthy. Yeah. Um, And I really think that it would have continued had the 2014 incident not occurred. Mm -hmm. Because that, like I said, was like I feel like a breaking point where like it was either I continue to latch on to it and give it all my energy more and more mm-hmm. or I let that shit go. Yeah. And so now for the most part, I'm able to let it go <clears throat> at least until he speaks to me mm-hmm. or he speaks to my mom and then my mom relays something like until yeah. he's like in my vision again for and the most like part. back to the forefront of your brain. I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. And so that like unless there's like a situation I feel like it's the the choice to basically let it go in a sense mm-hmm. was the healthier choice because yeah. back when I was a kid I that was not good. Um but that you know that's like a learned thing. I mean that's like with maturity comes the fact that you realize you can't control everything for yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of another example of when, I mean, I mean, I guess in the sense of like when the divorce and stuff happened, like obviously there was like a grudge in the sense of like, Oh yeah. That whole That's situation. Be like natural. I don't think, 
the like I don't think many divorces have happened where there yeah. hasn't been a little bit of a like grudge for a, a little, little bit while. of like a yeah. fuck you you know energy yeah. but like even now like I don't wish any ill will or anything like that there was a point where it turned to my brain and I was like it is more detrimental for me to like sit here and give my energy to something that's clearly over and clearly yeah. done I needed to let it go and I did eventually so like that definitely needed to happen because if I was yeah. sitting here right now, still fucking like, totally, yeah, that would be like broke as hell. Yeah, like totally. Agree. So definitely, like, I think there's the time where you need to spend mm-hmm. in that energy, like, not necessarily like wishing people ill will, but like, it's okay to be angry and upset and mad and yeah. all these things, but then you gotta learn to like compartmentalize and let it go mm-hmm. and do whatever it needs to yeah. be done. Because I think in any regard, if you carry around too much angry energy or negative energy, like it's going to cause problems. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Um, speaking of like wishing people ill will, do you think that you've ever wished someone ill will, mm-hmm. whether it's like serious or jokingly, whether it's just kind of like that, getting served karma or like for instance with that friend like I again I don't wish her ill will I hope Mm -hmm. she's happy and healthy but I also hope that she experiences something similar to what she experienced with me so that she sees there's a pattern Mm -hmm. and that she can't treat people this way so it's like that kind of would require her going through something difficult yes Mm -hmm. So I guess I could see how, yeah, that's kind of wishing someone ill will. But in my brain, it's more so like, I want you to see this pattern so that you can fix that. Because you can't keep treating people this way. Because you're hurting people and in turn, that's hurting you. Yeah. If that makes sense. I get that. Um, I think that there are things where like, I know for a fact I would be like, I would never wish this on anyone. Even the people that I hold grudges over because like. And the maybe the way I take them is just, like, way more emotionally charged. But for the most part, I don't wish ill will. Or I actually have never wished ill will. I just wish people would reflect and have mm. life lessons. Yeah. Like, I don't care how. Well, I do care how it happens. Like, obviously, nothing bad should happen to somebody yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah. want anything bad you to happen to people. You don't want them to reflect because they got shot yeah no like absolutely not but like I want you to like you know have self-reflection figure it out like maybe a friendship doesn't work out because it was your fault and they were able to show you why it was your fault and now you can reflect and be like dang that's how I treat all my friends or go to therapy and talk it through and then you're like wow this is whatever like whatever the lesson is that you need to learn that I was not able to teach you I hope you figure it out because yeah. I'm not going to be the one to do it, but I really hope other people aren't affected by you in the way that you've affected me. Yeah. And I hope that you don't get affected in the same way you've affected me. You know yeah. what I mean? So 100%. 100%. that's kind of how I, I, I'm teeter on that line. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like sure. I jokingly kind of in my brain or just in like conversations with our friends wish people ill will a lot like yeah you know yeah. what I mean like I, maybe I need to be more careful about what I put out into the ether but I feel like every once in a while I'm like oh my god I hope they freaking die in a hole because like yeah I feel like that was a thing when we were in like middle school I feel like that was like a saying that I don't know if this was a true at your school mm-hmm. but people would all the time would say I hope you die in a hole like that what? phrasing really specifically was like a thing like 
It was like in the era when like swag was like a cool term. You know what I mean? What? Yeah, it was like a just a really common thing. Like instead of like just being like, "Oh, you suck," we'd be like, oh, "I hope you die in a hole." Like, interesting. So random. Yeah, I, I yeah, guess we that did was not, not say a that. universal no. thing. That was like a thing at my middle school. I feel like just something. I don't, oh. know, what it, I don't know why a hole, but that was a thing for a while. But like, mm. I feel like we can do that a lot. And like I said, maybe there's something. Maybe we need to be careful about what we put out into the ether. Although I don't think yeah. anything, like crazy bad has happened to anyone that I've like said something like that about. But no, but I mean it's the same thing of like oh, this is kind of dark. But like when people are like, <laughs> when you're like, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. you don't actually mean that, but like people will say that. And now in this world, yeah, if people say that, it's like a huge red flag, and people get really scared and blah yeah. blah blah. But when we were younger. People say that shit all the time. Well, it's and weird like, because I feel like, okay, side-tracking side situation. I feel like there was a period of time when we were, like, maybe middle school, early high school, where people would casually say, oh, I'm going to fucking kill myself all the time. Yes. Then I feel like some crazy suicide numbers went up. Oh, like they skyrocketed. I want to say, I feel like it was, like, like, maybe junior or senior year of high school for me to, like, freshman, sophomore year. So maybe, like, mm-hmm. 2014, 15 to, like, 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what actual suicide numbers look like right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, back then, I probably knew five or six people by two or three degrees that had mm-hmm. killed themselves. Yeah. And, like, so I feel like for a long time it became, like, very – um, not taboo. That's not the right word, but, but it, I know it what became, you mean. Like people really stopped saying that because mm-hmm. it was like, oh my gosh, like whatever. Now I feel like, and I don't know if suicide numbers actually have dropped or if it's just our humor has gotten darker because I do feel like our generation copes with a lot of shit with really dark humor. I because think even like the... I'll say stuff sometimes, and my parents are like, "Holly, what the fuck?" And I'm like, "It's a joke." Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. "Okay," but like that's really dark, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like how my generation is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now I feel like it's kind of come back around where it's like the irony is that we went through that period of time and now we're at this period of time and now we say it. We say like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill myself. But everyone knows that it's a joke. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, do you know what I, I mean, what you though, mean though? I feel like it went through a period of time where it was like, you really can't say that. And now mm-hmm. people say it again. But it's also like now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, maybe we do need to be more careful about how we and when we say that. But that's the thing is, I think that people kind of say it again. But when people say it again, they immediately go, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, Because it's like, I mean, personally, I think that the suicide rates from what I've seen have followed our generation. As in like when we were younger, I knew people committing suicide when we were younger. But literally, I had a friend last year around this time commit suicide who's still my age. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like it's always been in these, like, the same kind of age gap. Like, where we're semi, like, plus or minus three or four years. And it's not so much that I see it so much in the very young kids. And I don't really see it in the older people. So, I don't know if it's, like, a millennial Gen Z, whatever line. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing too, is that I don't feel like I don't know that it's as like common to make that sort of joke, if you want to. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh 
with Gen Zers. I feel no, like yeah. it is mainly millennial. friends that are like more so millennials or the ones that we have that are like bordering on um the two. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hold on. I'm trying to pull up like a chart just because I'm curious and and since we're talking about it. Yeah. Um let's see. Okay, so it has it okay. It's been like on a steady incline on this chart at least, um, for males and females, males more so than females. It has been on a pretty steady incline from 2001 to now, but there was a dip. It's kind of hard to tell in this chart because it's pretty zoomed out. There was a dip in total suicides from about 2018, maybe mm-hmm. 2020, and then 2020 it starts to go back up again, which we're aware of. We know yeah, that yeah, 2020 yeah. suicide rates were mm-hmm. not good, and it's gone up from 2020, and this chart stops at 2021. Okay. Um. So it does seem like that actually is the case, where like it did kind of go up, and then and have it a dropped dip a little, kind of and then the it, exact timeline that I was talking yeah. about, where it's like. It kind of dipped and wasn't so um, increasing so terribly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still so high, though, and it's kind of crazy that it's still increasing. Yeah. That's Um, so sad. There's also a really interesting chart here about age. Um, Just out of just, Mm -hmm. I don't know if suicide trivia is appropriate, but I'll ask. What do you think, what group do you think has the highest rate of suicides? Um, It's it's about a 20-year um, probably like, ugh. it's about a 20 year. So like 20 to 40, 20 to 40. Yeah. Uh, so they're about second 25 to 44. It's actually the 45 to 64 year old age group. Wow. Yeah. Which I wouldn't have guessed. I also would have put like millennials kind of as like the highest suicide rates. Yeah. Um, hmm. but it's kind of millennials bordering on what is that? Gen X. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, sad, but interesting. Wow. This is also crazy. Uh, guess the um, uh, rates, guess the highest percentage based on race. On race? Mm-hmm. Mm. Probably, is it African-American? Mm-mm. No? Actually... Blacks are second lowest. Oh. Um, Hispanics are the lowest. It's actually American Indian or Alaska Natives. What? By a pretty hefty margin. Sheesh. As well. Yeah. And then after that, it's whites and then Asians and then oh. blacks and then Hispanics. Is that, um, is this U.S.? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. That feels like. There's a story there. Yeah. That feels like there's some because research. Like, that is very, the, that's very You guys specific. can't see the chart, but it is a very large margin. Yeah. That, it's very specific and it's specific in, um, it's specific in the sense to me that that is a very small portion of the population. Yes. Which means that the numbers there are, should, are really concerning. Yeah. Like what because is just yeah. by, okay. Okay, to be fair, I just did read it is adjusted by population. 
Oh, so okay, that okay, okay, okay. Not feel better. No, that no, makes no, me feel no, better no, no, in no, the sense no, no, that no, they're no, like, no. yeah. I was okay. like, yes, that's no. crazy. Adjusted by population does make me not, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if it's age adjusted, it's still, excuse me. If, if it's age adjusted, adjusted, it's still American Indian or Alaska Native at the top, and then it's white, and then it actually goes to Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islanders. Hmm. And then it goes. I wonder if that's an isolation thing. Black, Hispanic, Asian. Could be. I have no idea. Wow. Just because if it's Alaskan natives, Hawaiian natives, I'm thinking of them being in an isolated, isolated area areas. than like yeah. everything else. I don't know. Yeah. It also could be a culture difference as well. I don't that's know. True. I don't know how uh, like American Indian or Pacific Islander or Hawaiian people like view suicide but i know it can be different in uh different cultures and not Mm -hmm. viewed as negatively in the same way that we do just in our general like american western viewpoint i know that like for instance japanese people um consider suicide very differently than we do okay um for instance i don't know how because i don't it's been a long time since i was like reading about it but i just know that it's very different um Anyways, like, yes. Just sorry to take total a side dip, tangent. But sorry for the depressing conversation. Also, please, if you are you someone that look up this um, yes, hotline. thank you. I was love for you to if share you that. Are struggling? Uh, the suicide hotline is. Oh, it's ninety day. I keep forgetting they uh, made it a three digit number now. Oh, yeah. So nine eight eight. If you're struggling with any kind of mental health crises, uh, please reach out to that number. Yes. Um, okay. Going back to kind of the whole anger, ill will conversation, a note that you had here and I really like is that we all, you, you wrote, we all just need to be a little bit more pissed off. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yes, Explain I did write that. Why not comment? Um, just reading that surface level could be like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that as um, more towards the female population mm. because I feel like. Um, we get so just like. Yes. We're irritated, but we just let it. We like push it down mm-hmm. because it's like you don't want to be mm-hmm. too bossy or loud or naggy or bitchy or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, um I am looking up something because I am curious. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the reason I was thinking it was more women based also was because I thought and I was correct that. Women began getting called bitches after the women's suffrage movement. Mm. And I was just so thinking. It was the right to vote. And then they were all like, yeah, but you still bitches. bitches. <laughs> um, obviously, it was originally a derogatory term, um, especially in relation to sexual behavior. But. Oh, like if you were like a prostitute or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like back in like the 15th century. Like oh, okay. that was like a thing. A bitch was like someone in their opinion, too sexually active type of thing. Kind of like slut, like that kind of like vibe. Um, But yes. So then the surge of using bitch after women's suffrage, the term had basically gotten tied to the containment of women's power. So like, Mm. um, it was just a go-to insult basically. Um, And so I was just thinking about it and I was like, you know what? The women 
around that time got what they needed because they got a little bit pissed off. You know what I mean? And maybe they oh. were maybe they were a little bit bitchy. They were but they got like, what they fucking deserved. Yeah. And were had a right to I love that. That's by having like, that energy. They weren't settling. They were like, fine, I'm gonna lean into this bitch energy because yeah. if that's what you want to call me, fine. fine. I'm gonna get but what the I'm fuck I want. I'm gonna stand by my though. truth and yeah. my like desires, and this is this is what I'm getting. Mm. Yeah. So you know I feel like you need a t-shirt that's like get a little pissed off get a little bit pissed off ladies like for real because if that's what it takes to make real change happen that's fine yeah okay if the most Say offensive less. thing you can do to me is call me a bitch in response to me setting my boundaries and reaching my goals mm. <laughs> then call me a bitch call me a bitch then, then I am a bitch bitch <laughs> <laughs> like how much energy can i put into that word now no but literally so that's, that's why i was I like i love that we took that word back to because now it's like oh my god my bitch yes exactly like, my yes, bitch. this is my bitch yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah exactly don't call me a bitch don't call me a bitch, bitch but this is my bitch well yes. it's funny because and i talk, i think i talked about this on the podcast before but i do have like one specific word boundary with brendan and i told him if you call me a bitch i'm gonna break up with you mm. End of the day, whatever it is, because even in like a joking way, mm-hmm. I just wanted to have, I almost wanted to just have something that was like, I know you don't respect me anymore if you call me blank that. or if you do blank. blank. Same with like cheating. If you mm-hmm. ever cheat on me, done. I'm done. I'm out. And I felt like I just, I'd had men call me a bitch in the past, mm-hmm. jokingly and non-jokingly. Mm-hmm. And it always just kind of like really irked me. I just mm-hmm. really hated being called a bitch by a guy. It's just like something in my like soul, mm-hmm. which has history behind it apparently, just, oh, it just really fucking irritated yeah. me. And so I told him early in our relationship, I was like, I just don't like this. And I'm yeah. just setting this boundary now. And to this day, he never has. And we've been in some pretty bad arguments where he was like, I was close, but he was like, I'm not going to push Draw that, that line. You- Mm-hmm. Made that boundary and I'm gonna respect it but definitely it's been hard when we've been in you know a bad fight or whatever mm-hmm. um but now I feel even more <laughs> justified <laughs> that's right in Get a little boundary with all that I'm like you know what uh-huh. I feel very happy with myself for setting that boundary mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. ain't no man gonna call me a bitch now absolutely not like, and you know what this just reminded that. me this mm-hmm. just reminded me mm-hmm. oh no so recently in the last couple of months, somebody in our friend group had the audacity to actually call me a bitch. Oh. Like, actually call me yeah. a bitch. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I think almost anyone else could have said it. And I might have been more like, mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> give you a second chance yeah. to redeem. Yeah. But there, it was like final straw for me on that ca- mm-hmm. case. And I'm like, I should have gotten a little bit more pissed off. A little more pissed off. A little bit more pissed off. A little more pissed off. Because who are you? Who are you? Yeah. To call my bestie a bitch. Exactly. Nobody. That's crazy. That's crazy. Why we don't talk to you anymore. So, that's why we're not here. Huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's but, okay. Funny. And then anyway. the other note that you have behind that one is, like, standing up for yourself. And I definitely feel like, again, going back to kind of how you were talking about when you've been like selfless for so long or thought of others before yourself for so long and you're Mm -hmm. kind of trying to reclaim some of that and you're trying to be like, I need to put me first. Mm -hmm. I need to be 
main character in my life. I need mm-hmm. to whatever, whatever. I do feel like sometimes people can be like, why is she being such a bitch? Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, why does protecting my self, why does standing up for myself, why does doing what I want to do for me mm-hmm. have to result in me being a quote unquote bitch? It's the same you know? kind of energy of like seeing someone succeeding or thinking that they're on their high horse when really they're yeah. just holding themselves to high fucking standards yeah. and putting themselves first and help like holding themselves to an accountability that like maybe you aren't. Mm-hmm. So you see it as like, oh, they just think they're the coolest thing or they think that they're on this like pedestal because there's a difference Ooh. between like being conceited mm. and thinking you're on a pedestal yeah. and like just doing what's best for you and actually being very respectful about yeah. it. But then getting perceived by other people who are putting their negative energy mm-hmm. about themselves probably not being on your level yeah. and calling you a bitch or pulling you down to their level. And, yeah. it's, you know, it's whether or not you listen to that because exactly. Mm-mm, I don't got time. It's funny because I was going to say one of my, one of the things that makes me like deeply, deeply angry is when people uh, what's the word like have rancor is rancor an adjective i think so uh is when people are rancorious i don't know <laughs> towards others because of their success okay that deeply irks me especially when the person having success is very humbled by their success mm-hmm. or is very um, like feels they are undeserving of that success or feels they're not good enough despite that success, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one thing that bothers me so, 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 so much. And I don't know why, but it made me think of the situation that happened. Like this was just a few days ago. Um, and someone commented on one of, so our friend Raina has a, uh, clothing line called Dragon Denim. Go follow the, her. She does hit yes. 100,000 subscribers. <laughs> Call that shit. I literally said you're going to hit 100,000, not subscribers, followers before the end of the year. Uh-huh. And then like on January 1st, I think she hit it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I called a bitch. I told you. Yes, uh, anyways, very humble, very um, genuine. She hits 100K and she's not like, oh my God, I'm so amazing. She's like, oh my God, there's 100,000 people looking at me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, she, yeah. that's just how she is. Um, but there was this girl, and this is not necessarily hitting on her success. I don't know why. This just made, made me think of it. And I literally think about it, and it makes me physically angry. <laughs> this girl commented and was like, I I wish I had the actual comment, but there's no I'm going to be able to find it. The comment in, in synopsis was like, these jackets are so beautiful, but way overpriced. Something, oh, something. I saw it. Wish I could afford one or whatever. And it's funny because... Uh, Raina's friend Jenna commented back and was like, said something about the fact that, you know, hours of time yeah. and energy are put into every single one of these jackets, this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like handmade. Yes. Not in a sweatshop, in her mm-hmm. studio, in Atlanta, Georgia. You know what I mean? Yes. Like all this stuff, this, that, the other. And so um, the girl comments back. And is basically like, I commented how beautiful they are. I just commented on the fact that they're overpriced for me and this, that, and the other. And I commented back and I was like, I don't think calling a small business's product overpriced is is a nice thing to say, no matter how much you pad it with 
it's a beautiful, I'm sure it's yeah. price that for a reason. It's still negative. Still don't call it that it's online. It's a backhanded comment. It's a backhanded comment. No, and the it literally girl is. commented back to me some long ass paragraph. Girl, I read that so fast and I was like, I'm moving on because you're not worth my energy. Is not going to understand her comment. No. Or she understands that that was rude and is now just trying to backtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, but it bothered me so much because it was just one of those things where I was like, most of the jackets are in like the hundred to hundred and fifty dollar range. Mm-hmm. Most of them. The custom painted ones are not Way more. Those are bid on, and that's completely separate. Don't bid on what you can't afford. Mm, you know what I mean? Please. But the hundred to hundred and fifty dollar range, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, for a handmade item mm-hmm. made in the US, mm-hmm. full like real denim and mm-hmm. everything, and like nice lace, which lace is not expensive, mm-hmm. they're not badly priced. They're not. And, and I promise you, you spending money on things that you don't need to. If you really wanted such a beautiful jacket, you would figure out maybe I don't need like, this. And I would, you, it's just, uh, anyway. It's one of those things where it's like, I, cause I, 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 I peeped, I peeped over at the girl's page just like <laughs> for a second or whatever. Yes. Okay. And I was just like, this girl, like, clearly is like middle class. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes. She's not. And, you know, I don't want to try and judge someone's financial situation because maybe she's going through a really hard time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I'm looking at it a little bit and I'm just like, girl, like, I bet you most of, like, your jeans are from, like, Zara. Mm -hmm. This is, like, two pairs of jeans. Yeah. Zara. You know what I mean? It's one of those things Mm -hmm. where it just is, like, it just, I don't know. It bothered me so deeply just because it was, like, I know that Raina probably saw that comment and was thinking – my jackets are not, I'm, I'm not worth, my time is not worth $125 to this person. Mm-hmm. Or she's making it look like to other people, my time is not worth $125 yeah. on these jackets and whatever, whatever. And I don't know. It just bothered me. It also doesn't help though. And this is a little bit more of a rant real quick that there are people that have taken Raina's designs and have mm. said they're selling them for way cheaper. And, yeah, and they're it's a scam. It's a scam. Yeah. But if people are seeing that, yeah. And then they're seeing hers, then they're all they're gonna do is be like, Oh, well, I could have gotten it for twenty dollars from Timu. Yeah, exactly. It's like, boo, no. No. Like you can't. <laughs> exactly. But okay. You won't you get know what a, I mean? you won't anyway, get an item. Support <laughs> small businesses. That's all I gotta say. And and be this is again, be careful what you comment or rate small businesses online because even with my small ass little Etsy shop, like which ain't that small. A four star would set me back. Mm-hmm. Like, it genuinely would. The second I got a four star review, it would set, it, like, I you could physically see the orders slow down coming yeah. in because it would hurt your average on Etsy. You would get bumped from being a star seller, this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where if you put four stars and you put, you know, great product, but one of the ears was loose or great product, but took forever to ship. If you give me a reason that you're taking off a star, you know mm-hmm. what? Fine. Fair game. I deserve the four star. Yeah. But if you literally put four stars and put love these exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Why didn't you give me the why? fifth star? Why? So just like in general, just take this people, please. Because when you comment something negative to Target, a multi-billion dollar corporation, mm-hmm. that gets lost in the noise and it doesn't do anything to them. Yeah. 
But when you do that to a small business, real customers see that and take an opinion. It hurts mm-hmm. a real human being that is sitting on the other side working really hard to make unique yes. products for you to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just be gentle on small businesses <laughs> for real. Like it just, it irks me so bad because I just see so many small businesses go through yeah, really tough customer situations. And the other part of it is, is that I see small business owners bend over backwards, lose money mm-hmm. on deals, on sales, on whatever it is to try and make customers happy because they know that one unhappy customer can slow orders down for the next like month. Yeah. And it's sad that they're willing to lose a hundred bucks to make one customer happy so that their whole business is not affected. So again, just like whenever you're rating or reviewing or commenting on small businesses, just remember what that might look like. And if you wouldn't Mm -hmm. say it to their face or if it's not genuinely true, like whatever, any comment on the internet too. Also that, also that y'all stop hiding behind your keyboard and just be nice. Oh my God. Just be nice. Just be nice. But also be a little pissed off. (laughs) But also be a little bit pissed off. Um, okay. So we're getting kind of, we kind of need to slowly start wrapping up here. I've got a couple, um, items here. Um, I, I made a note that anger is obviously a normal feeling. And we did an anger episode last year as well. Anger is a normal feeling. Sometimes it's good to sit in your anger um, and to just let yourself be angry. I tell Brendan that sometimes when if mm-hmm. I get irritated with him and he tries to immediately like repair the situation. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be fine in like five minutes. Let just me let me be alone for five, ten minutes. Yeah. And let me just sit in my anger because I'm going to get over it. And that's I feel like, OK. But how do we recognize and then start correcting it when it starts to become, like, unhealthy or affect you negatively? Like, when is it, God, I'm just angry about everything right now? Or when is it, like, man, I really need to get over this situation? Like, how do we begin recognizing that our anger is, like, border bordering into that unhealthy zone? Mm-hmm. And how do we start to, you know, yeah, make it better, heal from it, et cetera? I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a therapist, so take this with a grain of salt. Right. But I feel like in personal um, situations, whenever I feel like I am getting angry about every little thing, mm-hmm. it's usually rooted in one single cause. Thing. Mm. Like it could be that I'm actually really sad about something. Mm. It could be that I'm just really frustrated about a situation or yeah. a person or work or something yeah. that has happened that I haven't actually like taken a second to dive within myself about what it is that's making me upset about it mm-hmm. or tried to figure out what I could do to make myself look at it differently. Yeah. And so therefore I'm carrying this like backlog of frustration mm. or anger or sadness around. Yeah. And so it's got me on a tight like or a small fuse or whatever. Yeah. And everything I'm doing is now, it now has no room to breathe. Mm. So of course, if it's slightly The smallest thing is going to set you off. It's really pissing me off. And so that can happen or like something will bother me that somebody did. Mm -hmm. And then instead of talking to them about what it was, Mm. I carry that around as like a, that pissed me off this one time. Hmm. Kind of like a grudge, but not as like aggressive. Yeah. So then everything you do is going to piss me off until I bring it up. 
more uh, likely in a relationship, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I guess could be in a friendship too if you are similar like that. Yeah. And so for me, it's always been when I get to the point where I realize I'm just pissed for no real reason. Yeah. I have to like sit down, take, take a, a chill pill and like and figure out what is the root cause for me being this mad because mm-hmm. I promise you it ain't that deep. Yeah. Sometimes it is deep and sometimes it's something that's out of my control and I just have to figure out a different way to let it go. Yeah. But for the most part, if I like get it out on pen and paper or just like take a chill pill, read mm-hmm. a book, like do something yeah. to decompress that one issue it usually subsides and then I'm less pissed off about every single thing. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just on my period and so everything is pissing me off. I was literally yeah. going to say for me, like, because I just, well, in a previous episode, I was talking about how, like, I can just be an angry person. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's funny because I talked to my mom about this and I think I even mentioned this in an, another episode that we did where I feel like that kind of came out the wrong way in the sense that I'm just not just running around like angry all the time and oh, not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just saying that like a lot of things kind of get to me for like a split second and then like they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely notice one around my period, I just get so irritated about <laughs> such small things or like I just will, I don't know. It's like, Sometimes I feel like when I'm close to my period, I kind of expect everyone to like read my mind in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't recognize it until later when, when it's like, you know, I didn't ask Brendan to go get milk from the grocery store, mm-hmm. but I'm irritated that he didn't get milk from the grocery store. You know what I mean? Right. Or like something like that where it's like, I just, I get like so um in my own head that I can't mm-hmm. see things from other people's perspectives. And I think that's when I start to be like, Holly, you need to chill because mm-hmm. if you took three seconds to see something mm-hmm. from whoever's perspective, you would see that like they had no idea or mm-hmm. their perception of this situation was different or whatever it is. And that's most of the time when I'm like, okay, I need to chill out because it's not that yeah. serious. And I'm uh-huh. like, and I, I don't know, something about when I'm just, when I can tell that my thoughts are all about me, how I feel about the situation, how I'm, whatever, whatever. When I, when it's like, when my thoughts are very selfish in the sense I'm not thinking of how something is perceived or affected for other people, mm-hmm. I feel like I am not getting this point across. But do you understand what no, I'm saying, I, sort of? I am absolutely, like, on the same page as you, especially, I think you said it earlier when you were like, you expect people or you want people to know what you're thinking yeah based on your mood and it's easier for you to expect that from people like Brendan because he's with you all the time and you want yeah, him to be on yeah. the same page as you exactly but sometimes you have to take that step back and be like there's no way he could know no one can be you know what inside I mean? my yes. mind exactly right and like there are some things like even with me where i can tell this is her mood i know what to do yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm going to do this you know what i mean yeah But even that sometimes, like, let's say I did something that was, like, upsetting. I feel like in the moment, you might be like, what the fuck? But then, like, give yourself a day and you're going to be like, oh, she didn't even mean it like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I can just tell that I need to take a step back and reflect when I'm only thinking about myself in the situation. Mm -hmm. That's, like, my red flag to myself is that I know that I'm not 
dealing with situations in the best, most mature way when mm-hmm. I'm only thinking of myself, if that yeah. makes sense. I get that. Um, okay, cool. cool. I mean, yeah, this was a great episode. Yeah, I thought no, this was very was different good. from our other anger episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm curious to know, like, how how angry are y'all on a scale of one to ten? Yes, like, <laughs> please let us know. Like, honestly. let us know, like, what like what your anger scale is at. Like, on a day to day basis, what do you think your anger scale is at? Like, yeah. I would say mine would be like a on on an. I'm okay. I'm trying to think of like on an average, an average. day between the worst of my days where I'm a solid ten out of ten, and my best days when I'm like a zero out of ten. I would say maybe like a four. Okay. I would say like my baseline could be like a four. Yeah. That's where I like what about you? I was gonna say four. Hey! I feel like I'm not I feel like maybe I'm a three if you're a four. Yeah. But I mean our scales could be different too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I, I really feel like I don't get to a ten. I maybe get to an eight. I get to it. I get to a ten. So that's why I feel like I'm kind of middle ground where I can Again, like get all the way to the Even when I'm like a not- ten, I'm not yeah, yeah, putting yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not putting it out there most mm-hmm, of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting it. No, if I if I for some reason get to a ten and I have been at a ten, it's out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. That's that's valid. (laughs) Yeah, it's out there if it's something that is like within mine or my loved one's control. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. if it's a ten and like Brandon's involved, he knows. Mm -hmm. He knows Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. Mm at But if it's like I'm at a ten and it's not something that I can control, I do just like wait until I can calm down and I just yeah. don't even go there because it's like not worth it in my brain. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but anyways, thanks for okay, listening, cool. you guys. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Uh, you can follow us on chapters dot, at chapters.pod on Instagram and TikTok. You can also find uh, Zoe on Instagram at TGIZoe and her new bookstagram, which is Gosh. Turning Pages with Zoe, right? Yes, that is correct. Follow her if you're um, there for the bookish content. Um, and then you can also find her on YouTube at Just Zoe, J-U-S-T-Z-O-E-E-E. You can find me on Instagram at Holly underscore Hickman or Padawali is my new one where I've been fo- po- posting yes. like training and just like kind of fitness slash working on spinning my lightsaber slash other nerdy stuff. It's just kind of like a fun other space for yeah. me if that makes sense it's nothing super specific but anyways i'm having fun with it so padawally <laughs> that's p-a-d-a-w-o-l-l-y god that's a mouthful uh or you can find me on youtube at holly hickman take us home zoe all right remember guys if you never turn the page you'll never know how your chapter ends